Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bakay, hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Bakay. This is Toby. And this is Jasmine. And we're wishing you all a good sunny Sunday morning. As you can see and hear, there are only two of us here today. Sophie is busy getting ready for midterms um, at law school, as you all were informed in the past couple episodes. So it's just Jasmine and I ready to give you a full rundown of September and a happy fall to all of us. So I guess that was Sophie's update that I just gave in terms of what's going on in my life. Uh, Jasmine commented on it when we first started recording, but I finally moved into my permanent apartment in Los Angeles. It's so nice. (laughs) Thank you. It's so nice to not have to live out of a suitcase anymore because I've been doing it since about June, since I was packing up my stuff in Germany. So nice to feel settled, get all of my colors and furniture and everything right. Um, really loving how it's turned out so far. All of my furniture that I need and everything is here as well as some of the like design and like aesthetic elements, but I want to live in the space for a little bit more before I decide like what else I want to add, if that, but super happy to be here. Jasmine, what about you? Yay. Um, not much on my end, but first I want to say Tobes, congratulations on the new place. It looks amazing. I also do want our listeners to know that I was watching on Instagram stories you getting this place wrapped, wrapped up together, and it really was fascinating to me to see how quickly you, you like made it happen. Like, you're, I know you're notorious for that. I don't know why it always surprises me, but you knocked that shit out, and you were ready to go within like a week. It was like, it was like one story, she was packing her car and was moving in. The next story, the place is done. <laughs> oh, oh, well, thank you for that. But that honestly, it's just like, God bless my dad. He literally flew out here, I think a week ago, for four days over the weekend and helped me because I am completely useless when it comes to building anything. I think the most I built was this ring light, um, which doesn't even take a lot of assembly. So honestly, shout out to my dad because he really pulled through with helping me with everything. There were a lot of fires that we had to overcome like my mirror coming shattered um chair coming like half assembled but everything worked out good customer service hired a handyman where needed and we're done now (laughs) hey i love that congratulations again love thank you Um, yes of course so as far as updates on my end um nothing really crazy i um i guess like the biggest update is that next month you guys are probably gonna get an episode of toby and i together because uh, next month i officially am entering into my late 20s i will be 26 years old starting um wednesday october 20th of 2021 and so i my one of my friends and i were going to be going out and seeing toby and all of our friends and just doing hot girl shit in la and just having a good time i'm so excited to see her place and see you in your environment but that's pretty much the only update on me um yeah nothing is crazy but jumping right into updates on september i'm sure many of you know and we're probably waiting for this episode to hear me go on my by what is it like biannual um drake rant well beginning of september drake officially dropped his long-awaited album certified lover boy um and it is I, all I want to say is I'm glad that it, it like is setting a, a more upbeat vibe for the fall and like the colder seasons. I know there was a lot of anticipations with the name of it being Certified Lover Boy, 
to, for it to be a very like sing songy senti Drake album, which personally that was not the energy that I wanted um, going into the colder months. And so I'm glad that it really delivered. We have, we have 21 tracks. I'm loving the theme with like him with like Certified Lover Boy and Donda being a longer track album. Because um, I know that in the past, we've always given kudos to artists for doing really short, concise, straight-to-the-point albums. But I love I love all the options. I love being able to sit in my house all day and just play all, like only their music and have it take up all my time. Um, some other things, you know, I'm sure you guys want to know the favorites. I think it's, like, I probably will list off, I could list off, like, ten my top ten. Um, I've listened to it pretty much every single day since it's dropped, so things are starting to grow on me. Uh, if only you guys could see Toby's face right now. But of course, the obvious, obvious ones are like way too sexy. Girls want girls. I love Poppy's Home. Um, right now, Knife Talk is a huge one that I listen to every day. I love a good Twenty One Savage uh, feature, and it was it, it just I, I think Knife Talk going into the second half of the album kind of sets the flow because like the second half of the album is where all the more scenty songs are but throwing knife talk in there in that track list definitely um helps bring that energy back up and like balance everything um yeah that that is me um the, the cover art had me laughing um of course the what, the pregnant emojis or whatever so that is my um rant on certified lover boy we've had a month now to let it kind of like tone down a bit if we would have recorded this episode two weeks ago i would i would be like like screaming like how i always do yes Tubbs, what did you think um any thoughts on certified lover boy yeah well i listened to the full thing when it came out and i mean regardless of my personal feelings about drake like the man knows how to make hits like at the end of the day he's a pop star and that's the way that he writes music and makes music um, so I think he achieved that with this. The one thing I would say, um, yeah, I feel like I can't really comment on the music too much because to be honest, the style of the album wasn't my favorite. Um, and I mean, I would be the first to say when I think that Drake has a bop out, like, I mean, music is music and I'm a fan, but other than the ones that blew up, like way too sexy, nothing really like had my interest to make me want to continue to re-listen i also think yeah. it was hard just because it had only been a week after donda had dropped so i was kind of still in my phase and with donda regardless of people's feelings of kanye or the album there were more songs on there that had loop value to me than drake's certified lover boy but that's just my own personal taste um, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there are people on both sides and people who can't get enough of both. I will say that the marketing around Certified Lover Boy was great, super simple. Um, the pregnant emojis immediately brands were able to like implement that and make it their own. And yeah. Certified Lover Boy's artwork was everywhere in every facet of the word, um, regardless of whether or not you were looking for it. So I think that's just kind of like the brilliance behind Drake's marketing team and his brand and. Yeah, I thought that part was super dope. But on the topic of brands, Jasmine, if you have nothing else to say about Certified Lover Boys, something that was super fun for both of us was um, the Met Gala earlier this month. Um, as two fashion fans ourselves and me also working in the industry, it's always super exciting to see um, what's going down at the Met in New York. So what were some of your favorite looks from that night? 
Yes. Um, I will say I also really liked the theme this year. I liked how this year the theme for the Met Gala um, was in America, a lexicon of like fashion in America. I'm um, just really wanting to highlight, you know, the trajectory. Um, I, I know that the intention of the theme for the Met Gala was to really highlight just like the change of trajectory in American society. Um, you know, really giving credit to our credits due to black artists and black designers. And then, you know, sorry, my dog needed to come in. Um, and um, just, you know, taking in ideas of sustainability and again, original design. And um, so that was really cool to see kind of how Americans interpreted it and the way that, you know, we were giving credit to where credit was due. Um, I would say three of my favorite looks, top three were Alton Mason and Theophilio. Um, I love a good power suit and his, his suit killed it. I mean, the details, the shoulders, the, the, all the embellishments, um, just the way that it draped his body. It was beautiful. It was perfect. I also love Kendall and Givenchy. I know people are like, it's a very standard dress, you know, that we see on everyone, you know, it, like that, like the see-through, sexy, tight, um, sequin embellishment dress, but you just can't go wrong with it. It's a classic. It looked amazing on her. Uh, of course, it was made literally for her, so she just looked wonderful. It, it was well thought out, amazing intention. Um, thought it was gorgeous. And then another, my one of my other last favorite looks at my top three was Billie Eilish and Oscar de la Renta. Right now, I'm obsessed with Billie Eilish's, is like her growth and her transformation and like the way that she presents herself and her music. Like she's really taking the exploration as an artist, um, you know, to the next level for herself. You know, she's not just sitting in, I mean, given her first, you know, brand, her first look definitely is what set her to succeed the way that she did. But I love that she's playing with her looks, she's playing with her sound, she's, you know, kind of teasing the audience here and there with like, well, what is she going to look like? What is she going to do next? And um, I just loved how her look for Oscar de la Renta at the Met Gala this year was just, you know, top, just classic, soft American dream, taking um, inspiration and, and paying homage to Marilyn Monroe. Um, just again, looking really like classic and soft and elegant and really dreamy. And Oscar de la Renta actually dressed a lot of people at the show. Or, or at the Met Gala, which which I think was really cool too. So, those are my top three. Um, I still think about them every day, and I see I see them every day because Instagram. So, that they've been in like burning in my mind. But yeah, what about you, Tobes? Yeah, super good description, Jasmine. So thanks. Um, but before I talk about my looks, just quick sub note about Billie Eilish. I also am a fan and like love seeing her growing into her own. I mean, she's 19, so there's still tons of like growth to be done. And that's crazy to think about how long she's been in the industry already at such a young age. So I'm really curious to see where she takes it all. I was having this conversation with a colleague a couple of days ago. Um, it's always interesting to hear people's take because I feel like when it comes to Billie, a lot of women are like, yes, like love this new look. Like not that we have the right to comment on it anyways, but there's just a lot of support. And when it comes to guys, they're like, oh man, she was just so dope before. And they feel like because she's changed the way that she's dressed, her whole personality has changed. And I get from the outside how it looks like that because it was kind of a drastic turn in the way that she presents herself to the world, which she has the liberty to be able to do so. But I do see like, I do see where both sides are coming from. But at the end of the day, they're both coming from like support and love for her. And at the end of the day, she gets to do whatever she wants. Um, in terms of how she presents herself. But I did find it interesting because I was wondering how her performance style would change. But she was just at the Gov Ball in New York 
um, this past weekend and friends who I follow and then just like other people who were there were like posting and she was dressed the same way that Billy Pre like Marilyn Monroe inspiration <laughs> was dressed so it's just like I think that goes to show it's like she doesn't you don't need to put her in a box she can dress like that one day and she can dress like her quote-unquote old self when she wants to um and yeah I just think it kind of threw people a bit for a loop because they were expecting her to be new Billy. But mm -hmm. I guess it just goes to show you there is no new Billy. There's no old Billy. There's just Billy. Period. Mm -hmm. So she's just going to do what she wants. And then in terms of the Met Gala looks that I really liked, I liked Yara Shahidi in Dior. I just think she always looks super gorgeous and classy in whatever she's put in. She looks like a princess, a goddess. Not really sure how it ties into the whole um, American theme, but like some of the other looks but she wasn't a similar color story of like um a kendall jenner um but obviously a different designer love normani and valentino that deep yellow color for fall looked amazing on her and she's someone that is always very well dressed when it comes to these events as well and i think she looked very regal definitely a showstopper and several people were also talking about that look she knew it's very hard to pull off like a big ball gown um look and i think she did a really good job of doing that and then lastly on a completely different end was zoe kravitz who honestly was kind of in the same realm of kendall in terms of like um the sheerness of her dress and how it literally was just a bunch of it looked like diamonds just like encrusted yeah. over her entire outfit um and then she had like a small like set underneath it was very like luxury beach like luxury yes. black beach um Again, not really sure how it fits into the American theme other than like pure luxury, which we know Americans like love luxury, especially within the era that a lot of these people were played into and the designers. So I think she looked great. Um, and yeah, those are some of my favorites from the Met Gala. And then I guess some underwhelming ones. I mean, I love Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber. We all do on this podcast. Always. We've been writing for them. A lot of us were like believers from age like 12. But the look that they showed up in was just classic, like, Justin and Haley keeping it super low-key. It's like, we're here. We're not doing too much. Um, I saw a lot of people kind of, like, not dragging, but being like, oh, come on, you can't do more. But it's like, that's also not them. That's not yeah. Justin. Exactly. It's never, and like, if you look back on, like, Haley's past um, Met Gala looks, like, that's never been her thing. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and honestly, like, what's more American than the Beavers just showing up and, you know, making, and, like making a statement i'm sorry they show up one anywhere. canadian and one american uh, oh yeah yeah right yeah. his canadian ass two north americans yes but exactly like what like what's more american than that the beavers just showing up and and, and their presence is known like i'm yeah. sorry like, they're, they're showstoppers um Yes, and okay, and like honestly, I loved, I love Kim's Balenciaga look, her and Kanye. Like, I, I know, I know, like people's like the memes and like whatever, but I'm sure there was there's a more performative meaning behind it, and um, just because again, like, what's more American than Kim and Kanye just showing up to an event? Like, people, like, you, you, like 
we didn't have to see their faces or anything to know that it was them, you know? It's but Kanye like, wasn't I, there. Apparently, it was a designer that was in the other suit. Kanye wasn't really? there. Yeah. Okay. Damn, I keep telling him. myself it's Kanye because I really want, like, not that I want them to get back together, but I love knowing, I love knowing that Kim and Kanye are on good terms. It just yeah. makes me just makes me feel good i also like that as well but what i don't like is that that look could be interpreted in a really racially insensitive way it's like you have basically the most famous one of the most famous women in the world who yeah Mm -hmm. already has a lot of backlash when it comes to appropriation when it comes to the black community and i mean i'm saying this as someone who like is a fan of the kardashians but also like if you're fans of people just like if you're friends with them i feel like you also observe the right to you know check them when they need to be checked yeah Um, absolutely and that look could be interpreted as like oh i'm the most famous woman in the world and i'm dressed in all black and i came like as a black woman and i know some people see that as a stretch but that's something that was posted on a lot of different forums and people posting on reddit instagram twitter like people from the black community and it's like yeah it's like honestly i think you need to think about everything before you pull up in an outfit like that especially when you're as famous as she is it's different when a kanye does that because he is a black man you know yeah but then to have a woman who isn't black like essentially like have her face covered in black fabric and just black from head to toe and kind of be invisible but also super visible at the same time it's super deep we know that that definitely probably wasn't her intention but that's also not an excuse when you're that famous and of that skill you really need to think 360 about the ways that you present yourself to the world and how it can be perceived i know that you can't win everyone especially in this like cancel culture like world that we live in but i just really hope that in the future like her and the people around her and her team can kind of think things like that through a little bit more. And that's coming from a place of love and not wanting to see people cancel her, you know? So, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately you are right that there has been history of, of her appropriating, you know, black culture in the past. So I think, I think that that's definitely, um, that, that's a fair critique to make, you know, definitely. Um, but yeah. I don't. I don't. Can't, I can't think of any other underwhelming looks from the Met Gala, but that just means they were underwhelming and not memorable. So yeah, and I mean, that. I thought the memes of Kim and everything were jokes, especially like all the Zodiac ones. Oh my god! Oh, Kendall. Oh, I. Oh, I. Yes, I posted one. Yeah. <laughs> they were jokes. So did I. But then the last thing on the Met Gala, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but like I was listening to one of my favorite other podcasts, um, Chicks in the Office, and they were talking about how when Haley and Justin arrived, there were a bunch of like people shouting like, oh, like Justin and Selena. It's like, Justin, you should still be with Selena. And just like hearing that, I literally was like, am I in 2012? Like the fact that people have continued these theories and as someone who is a Justin Bieber fan, I still get all of these um videos and theories on my for you page and i'm like i don't want to see this it's like if justin wanted to be with selena he would be with selena the fans need to stop on all these theories like because at the end of the day it hurts yes well agreed because okay we all know on this podcast we stand Haley bieber i loved Haley bieber when she was Haley um baldwin okay so like i i love them together i love them together 
the video that broke my heart about that incident is the fact that you can see there, there's a video of them on the red carpet while they're taking photos and they're having an exchange where she's really talking about needing to put on her sunglasses and he's like please don't cry and you can like see him you can see their words saying this on the red carpet at the Met Gala and she's like no no it's okay like I'm so sorry I love you and he's like I love you like don't cry and she put her sunglasses <gasps> on is that why she was wearing her sunglasses yes. oh yes. that makes me yes. want to cry yes. Yes, because fans, like, honestly, there is, no, like, I'm, there's tons of scrutiny for anyone on the internet, but there is nothing like what I've seen towards Hailey Bieber. And the thing is, too, for those of you who are Selena and Justin stands, I want you to think about this. If, if for any God-forbidden reason, Hailey and Justin don't work out, why would you want Selena to go back to the man that left her for someone else and got married? Exactly. And where she has vocalized many times that that was the most toxic relationship of her life. Listen to her. If she yeah. said that that wasn't good for her, and we saw how Justin was when he was with her, not blaming her by any means, but they're not good for each other. It's like yeah. you should want happiness for Selena, and happiness for Selena means not being with Justin. Exactly, and Selena is amazing. Like right now, she's like back in the media again. Yeah, like she's, she's acting she, more. Yeah, you know she has her like her YouTube series and these little like cooking series. Like Selena's doing amazing. I'm so happy for her. Let's keep it rolling on her end. But I will say like there is just nothing like what I see that Haley gets, and I and it's daily. Like I don't anything that she posts, whether it's on, on any on any platform, anything she posts, no matter if Justin is even mentioned or insinuated. She gets lit the fuck up. I'm, and I'm like, get out of here. Like, yeah. Or even on the other hand, you have people who are supportive of her and want her not to be in a marriage with Justin saying that he mistreats her, like he's mean to her, he verbally abuses her. They're taking all of these things, all these videos, pictures, clips, creating all of these stories around them, like out of the smallest thing. Like, it's like, I just... It, it's so hard to see. And then also, apparently last week, Haley was being interviewed and she brought up the Met Gala exchange. And she brought up how, like, hey, I'm not stupid. I know all the things on TikTok. It's like, this man is not abusing me. This man isn't doing X, Y, and Z. He treats me like a queen. And people are like, she had to say that. It's like, she can't win. She can't yeah, win. No, she can't. I, I know exactly what podcast you're talking about. She went on Demi Lovato's podcast and started talking oh. talk to them about all about addressing all of this and yeah again there's nothing like what Haley Bieber gets and um that was her dream man and she got him so us Haley stands need to be happy for her the Selena stands need to move on um <laughs> it's not happening I'm sorry it's not move happening on. And, and even even if the Biebers don't work out I don't understand why you would want Selena to go back to a man that left her and, and got married within three months like I'm sorry. Like, it, make it make sense. Yes. Make it make sense, Jasmine. Honestly, that is literally the quote of the entire episode. Make it make sense. And, and stop trying to find clips and photos of the Beavers to, to fit your false narrative. Stop, okay? They're literally <laughs> so biased. A biased group of fans is the scariest thing. They will find anything to back up their theories. Trust us. We know. We yeah, were yeah. a part of this Absolutely. Fandom. Absolutely. Confirmation bias, you guys, is a real thing. And it's something that you should look into and then seek help about um, if you take it too seriously. It's it's an actual terminology and psychology. 
I took one elective in college. I know what I'm talking it about. It is. It is. I could even remember the term. So let's go, Jasmine, with the education. Confirmation bias is a real thing. You heard it here first. Yes. Leave the Beavers alone. Leave the Beavers alone. And then another area in pop culture that has just been bursting at the rims in drama is of course bachelor nation and i guess that the producers and abc were not joking when they said this was going to be the most dramatic season of all time but before we get into a little bit of the tea that's been happening on bachelor in paradise that has kind of shaken up the whole reality tv sphere the new bachelor was announced and it wasn't any of the people who we thought it was going to be it's actually none not a single one. They actually pulled a man named Clayton Etchard from Michelle season, which starts on October 19th on ABC. And apparently they were super confident in him and think that he's going to unite Bachelor Nation. To me, he looks super cookie cutter Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. And, he looks like Blake, honestly. Yeah, and to be honest, maybe they wanted to reclaim the white majority that they might have lost with Matt James and then Michelle. Um, <laughs> honestly, but that looks like what they're doing. Like they're looking for someone like like who just fits the Bachelor mold that they're all super comfortable with. And sorry, I should say Middle America is super comfortable with. But who knows? Maybe he's a really nice guy. He comes from Illinois. Oh, not Illinois, from Missouri. So, you know, close to Kansas City, whatever. Um, sure, he's a perfectly nice guy. It's easy to talk about him this way. But we have no introduction as to who he is. So I'll hold my tongue. Sure, it'll be a good season. But also, I hope it's an entertaining season. <laughs> Yeah, we'll check back in a month, everyone. Exactly, but I think they've already started filming. Um, let's see, but excited to watch Michelle's season and how that all unfolds. But before we get to that, we have to finish Bachelor in Paradise. And before we got on the air, Jasmine told me that she hasn't fully caught up. I definitely encourage you, Jasmine, today, if you have time to catch oh, up. I will. No, Tobes, yeah. please tell me and the audience the tea. Because I've been seeing some of these things and like tabloids. Um, on like Snapchat, like, like tabloids and whatever, and mm-hmm. I've read a little bit on them, but they really just scratched the surface. So please tell yeah. us. So basically, what happened? what happened is, if you, I'm sure you already started the season, which I know, and you saw that Brendan and Natasha were forming some sort of kinship. They hadn't really got it intimate with each other on screen, but it was clear that Natasha really liked Brendan, and for the most part, Brendan was spending all of his on-screen time, from what we could see, with Natasha. However, if you're super into like Bachelor gossip, then you know that prior to Bachelor in Paradise starting, Brendan was in some sort of relationship with Piper from Matt James season, um, yes. who was one of the mixed race women who was like 23 years old and made it pretty far in Matt season and is part of like that friend group of um, women who like came out of his season. And basically what happened was Piper showed up. Everyone else knew, especially since a lot of those women are really good friends with Piper, like outside of the show, that her and Brendan were in some sort of relationship. Piper shows up, immediately takes Brendan out on a date, and Natasha's sitting there like, okay, what's the deal with you two? Like, you told me that it wasn't serious, and he was like, oh, I have way deeper conversations with you like with, like that I've ever had with Piper, and now that she's here, I'm looking forward to exploring things. They're talking. Piper, who knows if they kind of like snipped and cut this and edited it this way, but she called Brendan her boyfriend. She was sitting there like, why are you talking to me? Like, we don't know each other, like blah, blah, blah. It was very clear that these two were in a relationship. 
Brendan comes back. Natasha sits down with Piper first before going to Brendan and asks, what's the deal with you and Brendan? Like, how many times have you hung up? Piper has all the tea, says 10 times. Um, she went to see him the night before he left, before Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, all these things. Yes. She goes to speak to Brendan. Brendan says they hung out twice. <laughs> like, literally. Just lying. Yes. Oh my God. Jasmine. And yeah, and I don't even want to ruin it for people who haven't watched or for people who have watched. I don't need to get into everything, but basically, Brennan was dishonest. Um, really hurt Natasha's feelings. Natasha, being the 30 year old, however old she is, woman, was just kind of like not making a big show of it on the beach. So, not a lot of people other than her close friends, like former bachelorette Becca Kufrin, knew what was going on. Whereas with Jasenia, she had a bunch of drama and a similar situation happened with the guy that she was coupled up with. And people blew up, got him and the girl that he went on a date with kicked off of the island. They literally would just like leave, like get the F out of paradise. That's literally what she said. And Natasha's like, where's all this energy for me? So fast forward to the next episode. She sits down with grocery store Joe, Demi, all these people. And it's like, hey, this is what's going on. And then they're like, yeah, fuck this. They go over to Brendan and Piper, hash it out with them, say, Brendan, like, why are you here? You two are clearly dating. And basically, there's all these conversations in the background that we see that we never see in the Bachelor franchise where Brendan and Piper are talking about how um, they're getting so much press, like on Us Weekly, and how Piper's getting so many followers, and how that them being there is like good for their personal brand. Literally. Uh, of course. Yes. And the icing on the cake, which makes it so worse, which made Brendan completely lose the black community, which we know Brendan is out here like his followers, the black woman and his followers and his DMs were out of this world after Tasha's season. He sits there and says, Natasha has no prospects. <laughs> no one would have liked her if it weren't for me. And it's like, the way he was oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, a dark-skinned black woman while he's with a light-skinned black woman. And this light-skinned black woman is saying, yeah, she needs to, like, cry and get over it. It literally, Jasmine said, chills down my spine. All I'm saying is a bitch named P- Piper is never a good bitch to me. Like, I've, nev- I've never met a Piper in my life that, like was a good person <laughs> now that you say it i'm like definitely agree and i'm not trying to like come for their character but it's the writings on the wall everything yeah. that they did and said was so awful and i think also when you're a person of color sometimes that sensitivity or like is this what i think it is the minute i started listening to all the podcasts regardless of people's background everyone's like yo the way he berated a dark-skinned black woman and just like formed this whole colorist narrative and it was just like it was awful like people were just like how can this happen it's like black women already face so much and this just goes to show it's like while there are different layers to being a person of color especially within the black community there is still so much colorism and really the only women that were being shown a lot of love on a lot of these reality tv shows are the mixed race women and are the light-skinned women and this was another case of that and former bachelorette Rachel Lindsay actually said that she has insider knowledge that Brendan was having conversations with the guys on the beach saying that when he says he likes black women, he has a certain type. And that certain oh, type God. is like a piper. And we don't need to... <laughs> yeah, so we know what that means. Oh, 
my god, go to hell. I'm <laughs> glad he's on the island. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, I'm, yeah, I'm just watching this right now. Have to. And then this account called Bachelor Data was basically tracking and everything, and Brendan lost over 100,000 followers. Good. I, and I hope there's more. He's losing. There Seriously. was more. Like, men have the audacity, but like, we know this white men really like the caucasity you give you give them one crumb and they are running with it like oh my god exactly and basically it's like not even to put all white men in that bucket but it's like white men like brendan it's like that was just atrocious and honestly i think that's the best revenge not death threats not some of the nasty messages that people have been sending brendan and piper because regardless of what they've done like people don't deserve that but the losing of followers like her losing over 10k him losing i think it might even be close to 200k followers and natasha going from like 70k followers to 400k in a mm -hmm. week that is yeah. justice being served yeah that is that is 2021's way of calculated vengeance yep. um is instagram followers but it just goes to show that like how obvious it is that people are we we're not accepting that we do not fuck with that um and we're just moving on like i i, I like how you said like you, again no need to like make it a huge you know explosion exit out of out of our lives but like we're just gonna cut them off and move on exactly like, that's what you gotta do nowadays right um, Wow, I hope it works out between him and Piper because yeah. he's not getting anyone else after this. Exactly. And it's like, good luck like building your social media empire together when literally so many people were just turned against you because of the way yeah. that you treated Natasha. There was no way. They didn't need to go about it that way. And they're not the first people to go on that show having a preceding relationship. It's the way that he handled it. The I way that even his apology after that he posted on Instagram like seven minutes, he clearly didn't understand the reason why people... Like, the reason why what he did was wrong, and I won't even get into the way that him and Piper were posting on Instagram. The way that they were posting during the episode was as if they still believed, like, haha, like, we're in the right. Like, they're like this, like, Bonnie and Clyde. That's what people keep calling them, and it's like, you must be so tone deaf because that just goes to show that your apology meant nothing because they didn't realize that they did anything wrong until they started to see their follower count drop, all the articles being written about them, and everyone being like, how dare you treat Natasha like that, let alone another black woman. The way that he spoke to Deandra, um, Marissa, like before him and Piper decided to leave the island. Jasmine, listeners, just watch for yourself if you haven't yeah. already. It was like, I might have to rewatch those episodes even though they're like two weeks old. The best Bachelor television, but then also it's like, finally... You get to see everything like on the screen, like different conversations about colorism and the way that it impacts women of color that have never really been shown on reality TV. So honestly, props to ABC for bringing that out. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, Brendan, I also know that that apology was only posted after he lost like 30,000 followers. <laughs> so like we know it wasn't genuine. Also Piper, that pick me energy just because your light skin is really fucking sick. Like. <laughs> I'm so like just because like we get it he picked you like yeah a wonderful but like for what reason like for any reason that you should be proud of I don't think so like damn honey your skin came from somewhere you need to come correct like oh my god I mean so fucking mad because yeah. also too like how humiliating on tv yeah like 
And again, of course, we all, you know, Natasha has our support. We all are backing her up. But just how humiliating and also just, like, how sickening to know that this is still so deeply ingrained in, in our society. And, like, the fact that it's being so blatantly shown and so blatantly shown on, on national television and the perpetrators are unaware of, of what they're doing. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like... And also the fact that one of the perpetrators was also a black woman. Like, regardless of whether or not she's half black, people are like, damn. Like, it is cold out here. It is so cold. And it's like, people are like, oh, she's 23. She'll, like, learn better. It's just like... I knew, I knew not to be racist, but at 23. That's all I said. Yeah, that's all I said as well. And, like, you can still be wrong and be a person of color, and you see that in Piper. So... Exactly. And we'll talk about it more when you get to LA because I yeah. there's some things that we should not say on air, but it's just like this is ridiculous. Yeah, but there you have it. That's our passion to take on Bachelor in Paradise. And then I guess when we record our October episode, I'm not I don't think that Michelle season would have come out already, but there'll definitely be stuff for us to talk about. Um, yes. but we should move into our weekly playlist before we head out. Jasmine, what have you been listening to? Okay, so my weekly playlist has literally just been, other outside of Certified Lover Boy, um, Casey Musgraves dropped her album Starcrossed, which literally eats me alive, because, like, her first album, Golden Hour, was about her husband, and the entire song called Golden Hour was about her husband. So if you know that song, it's, like, this beautiful, romantic lullaby of, like, why this guy brings color and, like, light to her life. Fast forward, Starcross is about their divorce. <laughs> yeah the entire album is about their divorce and just like hearing the really raw but empowering perspective that she has now post you know the divorce going through like it's like it's empowering and it gives you hope that that you can get through any of those low trenches in your life but god it is devastating to hear starcross and then to realize that the same man that golden hour is written about is the same man that starcross is written about so check it out my favorite songs right now off of um off of Starcross is Breadwinner. Obviously, the single it's all over TikTok. If you have heard on TikTok, I like I like Good Wife. I also like um, I also like Easier Said and Simpler Times. So check it out. Uh, honestly, it's I'm not a country fan. I'm the first one to say it, but I will say I love Miss Casey. She's not as like yeehaw, so it works out great. Um, and then the other song that I've been listening to over and over and over again. I don't know why I didn't mention this last month, but but I'm still listening to it this month, so it's fine. But I hope you're miserable until you're dead by Nessa Barrett. I'm sorry. I love that we're bringing like the pop punk alternative like back into the back into the, the pop culture atmosphere. Um, yeah, I love it. It's it, it's petty. It's dramatic. It is exactly what I want to say if I didn't have to be the bigger person in all my situations. So that is me. Um, shout out to 18 year old Nessa Barrett for walking my almost 26 year old self through how to work in um, relationships. But that's me. What about you, Toe? Well, actually on a similar note to like Casey Musgraves, like um, relationship and the way that she's like chronicled it in her music, a song that I've been listening to is Good Ones by Charlie XCX, which is her most recent single. And it's her kind of like voluntarily going into the mainstream space because Charlie will dip in and out of it just cause she can. and she wants to and she's already like pioneered um the whole like hyper pop sphere with 
AG, um, with AG Cook and um, with PC Music. And this is like the perfect balance of her being mainstream while also holding on to her original sound. But the song is about her on and off again boyfriend that she's had since she was 16. Like moving to LA. Yes, that's like the one guy. For the most part, she's not super vocal about her relationships, but this is the one that she has been. So I think a lot of people are under the impression that this has been the one on and off boyfriend. And in her last album, they were still together. And so a lot of the songs were just like, oh, I kind of talking about how like she's so happy that she like has him back and like kind of forgiven for mistakes and like, all these things. And then um, I'm just like kind of being like super like happy, like go lucky and love. And then this song, it's like, oh, damn. So he's gone again. <laughs> Like, literally, she's like, I always let the good ones go. And it's like, Charlie, not again. Oh, hell, not again. It's okay, Charlie. We all have that one. We've all been there. Exactly. Like, bless her heart. And the guy, like, I just, this is what I love about Charlie. He's so low-key. Literally has, like, 600 followers and is private on Instagram. And that's her that's so man. Sexy. Yeah. So sexy. I know. <laughs> like, super low-key. Like, yes, Charlie. It's like, honestly, for her sake. And that's her man. I hope that they, like, have a workaround. But yeah, and then the other song is Have Mercy by Chloe Bailey. I love the Bailey sisters and Chloe Bailey is always doing the most and she goes so hard in anything that she does because you can just tell she wants it so bad. Yes. And Have Mercy, R&B jam. She performed it at the VMAs and she went all out it's like she really just want you can tell that she just wants it so 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 bad so i think watching her you just want her to get it because you i've never seen the hunger in a performer's eye the way you see it in chloe bailey's eyes it's like she did not come to play and this song is a bop yes absolutely and you and, and you, not only you can see it in her eye you can see it in her talent you can see it in her choreography her music like her even her marketing how like, she's like she's like out there every day on twitter engaging with fans like doing something to some capacity so yeah i'm excited to see her continue to grow same and yeah. yay this was a super fun episode jasmine and super excited to see you in a matter of weeks um everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode make sure that you like listen review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify google play Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts yes please share this with all your friends um send us an email let us know follow us on all our social there's something you want us to talk about next month in october because again Tobes and i will be together exactly and if you have any of those topics you can write us on social media or at um the wiki at gmail.com and thank you so much for listening bye everyone bye see you in october I'm Sophie. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Toby. And you've been listening to The Weekly Bay